mentioned this, um, he was speaking more about the Old Testament that he teaches, but it's true. When you, when you understand the Old Testament or the context, it changes how you pray. And I was thinking, a lot of times we read the parables of our Lord Jesus Christ, and obviously they tell a story with a, maybe there's a, a great story to captivate his audience with something they can relate to, sheep or travelers, or this, this past Sunday, if you remember, was the rich man and the poor man at his doorstep, poor Lazarus. Um, but of course, Jesus is teaching a lesson. And sometimes if we're paying attention, we get the lesson like right away, like, okay, you want me to be kind to the poor man at my doorstep? You're holding me accountable for the riches you've given me? Okay, I got it checked. Today with the Lazarus, with the um, Good Samaritan, like, who's my neighbor? I'm supposed to love the guy, and I might, you know, love the stranger that I don't even know. And of course, if he's a Samaritan and I'm a Jew, that's going to be really hard because we don't like Samaritans. But I, I get it. Okay, so I got to work on that. But sometimes you realize there's even a deeper context there. And it struck me that most of the parables, at least many of the parables, even if you pay attention, our Lord might be saying, this is actually your story in the personal. I was struck this past Sunday with the rich man and Lazarus. I was Lazarus on the doorstep of a rich and wealthy God. And how did God treat me in his richness? Did he ignore me? Or didn't he strip himself? And that was the Alleluia verse. He became poor so that I would become rich. That's my story. He's talking to me. And today, the same thing today, this was um, Pope Benedict took this parable of the Good Samaritan. And yes, it's true. Love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is often that stranger. But there's a broader context. Christ is telling my story. Because I was the one robbed. I was the victim. I was the one deceived and cheated to sell my birthright for 30 pieces of pleasure or sin. I was stripped to shame by my sins. They humiliated me. I was left naked, exposed. I was beaten and beaten down by my guilt and by the accuser. The enemy is called the accuser. In my hurt, in my discouragement, in my despair, I was in a dark place. I was hardened in my heart. Many people maybe came, perhaps some even tried to reach me, but they weren't able to or they didn't care to. They walked by on the other side or I made them walk by. Leave me alone, I'm in my shame. I like it here, go away. And into my life at some point, and perhaps we can hopefully all relate to this in some way, there entered a person or presence of God, a sustaining support, maybe visible, maybe kind of invisible, but present, unrecognized at first. As I look back, I can realize Christ was moved by his love for me and his compassion for my loss. Christ bent tenderly over me, over my wounds, each and every one of them. Christ was that good Samaritan. He's telling me our story. He poured oil and wine upon those wounds. We'll come back to that, although I was struck, like, who pours good wine over somebody's cut? Like, that's a waste. I was going to drink that for dinner. And with his hands, you can picture the Samaritan and Jesus, of course, he pours over the wine or the oil, and with his hands, he rubs it, he lathers it, the wound. 
He's not like standing afar off with a mask over his face, like, don't get contaminate myself. He's all into my wound. He's opening what was closed. He bandaged my wounds. Enough at least to make, allow me to walk again, perhaps. Maybe limping. But I came out a little bit from that dark place. Our Lord's parable talks about an inn with an innkeeper. If you know John's Gospel, again, context, he would talk about a sheepfold and a gatekeeper. I always kind of picture the church is that gatekeeper. The church is that innkeeper. Our Lord brings me to his community. Our Lord brings me to the confessor. Our Lord allows me to be there, to be healed through the church and her ministers. A detail in the image is that you picture the Samaritan spending the whole night with the victim, taking care of him. It's like this Samaritan changed his whole schedule. It's like, I was going to get to Rome, but you know what? You're going this, we're going to sit here and take another layover because you're not ready yet. I'm going to change my whole plan because you need more time. That's the way our Lord shows love. And then he did, he entrusted me to that minister, that innkeeper, as he himself in some way goes onward in his journey. And true, our Lord ascended into heaven, leaving us in the arms of his beloved community, entrusting all salvation, all the healing in the world to that in an innkeeper. We're invited this week to be still in that inn, to sit there, to realize where we come from, how our Lord did and has many times perhaps come and met us in our brokenness, in our hardened hearts, in our moments of discouragement. Our Lord is still present to us through the innkeeper and the inn, still tending our wounds perhaps. And I could leave off with that, but one little detail that struck me, especially when you're on a retreat about ministry, about music ministry. Oil and water being wiped over the wound, over and over and over the wound. I don't know if it's your experience, but sometimes when I've been in dark places, I was even last week talking to somebody, and they couldn't come out of the dark place. Definitely were stuck in a deep hole. We talked a few times, but they didn't really want to talk much. And I texted them a song, because someone did the same for me years ago. Just a song that seemed to fit the situation. I found out later they had that song on repeat for three days. Because hearing that music, that beautiful, meaningful Christian Catholic music, music penetrates like oil and, and wine going into a hardened wound, scab, whatever. It gets through our anger, our hurt, our discouragement. Music, in a sense, can kind of open the way for grace to enter and do what it needs to do. That's what we do when we sing that beautiful Christian Catholic music. It, it's wiping lavishly the tenderness of the shepherd over our wounds. And I encourage us all on this retreat, offer your talents, your voice, your music ministry, whatever it is, offer it to be the hands of our Lord, that good Samaritan. He goes way out of his way to meet us, take care of us, and he says, will you come with me? Will you be that minister of mine? Maybe a little inconvenienced, 
Believe me, if you work for the church in some way, you're very inconvenienced and you put up with all sorts of different people and priests. Sorry about that. On behalf of all ministers of the church, I apologize to you on behalf of all priests. Um, anyway. But it is a chance to offer those gifts that you've been given to be the laver, to be the, the healing balsam that our Lord does want to wipe over some perhaps very hardened hearts and wounds to allow grace to have a greater entry. And our Lord finishes that whole story, and yes, go love your neighbor, sure, I'll follow the rule, go love my neighbor. If it hits that scholar of the law, oh my gosh, this is how you love me. How could I do anything different but go and take care of every neighbor I come across? It's just the context brings so much more to the lesson of the story that our Lord's trying to tell. That's my story, and that's my context. And Lord, if you ask me to use one single gift, that I'm so blessed to be one of the innkeepers, formerly a wounded victim, now made an entr- a trusted servant of yours. How overwhelming and humbling that is. Lord, I receive all the gifts that you've given me, and I give them back for your ministry. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.